group. We're at Upstate Warriors. I'm getting a feedback for some. There you go. That's much more gooder. I love it when a plan comes together. Like I was saying, we're here at the Roop, Upstate Warrior Solutions, last time in 2023. Not the last time, just the last time this year. And we'll run out of time before we could do it again anyway. But we would if we could. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am joined now by Mike Ungar. He is the uh, Upstate Veteran Business Network Chair, West Point grad. The only veteran-specific networking group in the upstate. How you doing, sir? Good, Bill. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is this? What, 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 what is it that you do? So the Upstate Veterans Business Network, as you mentioned, is the only networking organization dedicated solely to uh, veteran business owners and also spouses of veteran business owners. And we try to come together um, a couple times a month, and in between those, those actual meetings, to refer business to each other with the goal of really growing and strengthening our businesses. How, how big of an area does this cover for you? Yeah, so for our organization, we, we really focus on the upstate at this point in time. Right, um, we which have, is big. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really a question of, uh, you know, any veteran in the upstate area is welcome to join the group. So our, our goal, again, is to help each other grow our businesses. So we do that through referrals in one-to-one meetings. Um, how, how did you come to be hooked up with Upstate Warrior Solutions? It's a natural fit, I'm sure. But. Yeah, well, we, we, it's a great, great question. We started, this is actually something that started, oh, I'd say now almost two and a half, three years ago. And it was an idea born from, by a few people to say, what's an alternative to other uh, networking organizations like in the Upstate today? So maybe you're familiar with an organization called BNI. Business Networking International. They have chapters throughout the around the country, but they aren't focused on on veterans. And we thought, well, what if we created something uniquely for veterans, where they could come together? Uh, you know, part of the the purpose of the organization is not only to help each other grow their businesses, but also to give back to the community. Right. And so we try to focus also uh, on a quarterly of activity each quarter, where we're supporting another veteran organization or something in our community that that that. Uh, you know, signifies the service that we basically uh, learned when we were in the military. One thing that bothers me about the veteran community is not the veteran community itself. Right. Just the way that they are sort of, uh, you know, we get a thank you for your service, right? Yes. That That's a trendy thing to say. Thank you for your service. And uh, in the end, uh, veterans, it, it segueing from, it's harder to segue from coming out of the military into the civilian world than it is to come from the civilian world and go into the military. Yes. I always thought. So having said that, <laughs> um, all of the things that I was ever promised when I was sitting there enlisting in the Army, mm-hmm. I have never, ever been able to partake of because it always seems like the government's always abdicating in that role to a certain degree, right? And it always ends up being a veteran or a veteran organization that's made up of veterans taking care of other veterans. Uh, that's just the reality we live in, as it is? Uh, you know, it's a great observation. I don't know that it's the reality that we live in. I think it's a natural thing with the veterans grow uh, the sense of service. Right. 
and so the desire to to one uh, continue that that focused on service, and secondly, you know we we all learn to be part of a unit, and to support each other and help each other, and I just think it, you see that as a carryover. It's really all something that's ingrained in us, and, and I guess it's in our in our DNA now. Right. And so I don't. I, it's interesting because I don't know if it's a. We see it because there's so much of the focus on veterans helping veterans, and I wonder if if it's a function of that or more. I mean, it's a function of the fact that we just we occupy the space. Right. What did you uh, when captain major? What were you? So I I actually left a little bit early. So I I was a first lieutenant. Okay. So okay, a- excellent. That's fine because first lieutenants, captains, second lieutenants, well, they it, take care of soldiers. Yes. And I would imagine that's sort of part of the makeup with you with what you're doing. Yeah, it's an important part of who I am. You know, one of the things that I learned when I was in the army, uh, I was an infantry officer. Okay. Um, is that I didn't do well without sleep. And that doesn't really work well if you're in the infantry, if you can imagine. No, well, I worked. I was in the mech infantry, and I mean, there's nothing. The only thing worse than walking around when you're tired is driving something yeah. when you're tired. And so, what I learned, what I appreciated, was that others were better at this than I would be. Right. And um, and I really respected the the commitment that all of us made. And so, for me, it's just been something I wanted to continue to give back and recognize that even though I I didn't do um, I couldn't do what others were doing. But I certainly knew how to support them and help them. And so, yeah, it's part of who I am. And that's that's what that's what sort of ties it all together, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, as as you guys go forward, are, is the word getting out? Do people know that you're out there and helping? Yeah, no, that's a great point. We do a fair amount of recruiting. We try to get the word out about the Upstate Veterans Business Network. And we certainly look for other um, veteran business owners who'd like to join us. You know, we're really excited about the progress we made our first year I think collectively we only closed about $25,000 in business. This past year, um, we'll approach $100,000 in business closed because of the referrals we've made to each other. Right. And we're going to continue to grow that and ultimately try to make that uh, more robust. Eventually, we hope that a function of what we do will allow our businesses to grow and hire more people and be more and more in support of our community. So we're looking for, for veteran business owners. We're looking for spouses of veterans sorry, spouses of veterans who are business owners to also join our organization. Today we have 15 individual companies and individuals in our in our uh, UVBN. Right. And we'd love to grow that to 2025 and then start even another chapter. So how would a spouse prove that they're a spouse? Where they bring the husband's DD-214 and their marriage license and that's uh, good enough to go and you guys are in business? Well, not really. I mean, oh, okay. you know that um, spouses are just as proud and uh, usually of their their uh service or their husband's service one of the real gaps we have in today is if you think about a spouse of a veteran business owner of a, of a veteran the spouse has had to move around quite quite likely uh, with the veteran uh, through the military career and for a lot of spouses they weren't able to really establish a profession and so now that in many cases with the veteran they're now able to do that put their roots in someplace but they too need help establishing and growing their businesses so no, you don't need a DD two fourteen from your okay. spouse. Really, normally, normally, just like uh, veterans, they wear that pretty proudly on their on their sleeve. Some of our spouses had an easier time of their work when they were in the military than others. My mine worked for uh, a. She was like on a first name basis with the commanding general of the post. So if he, I was an E four, so if like he came in to see her, I would snap to attention so hard I'd be popping tendons. And she'd be like, oh, General, come on in here. I got your cup of coffee right there. Yeah, okay. I got your bracket ball court ready for you to go and everything else. There we go. 
I'd be standing there and I'd stand at attention so hard that when he finally walked by and got out of eyesight, I'd just pass out. And, uh, you know. Well, that's why that's, you know. That's, easier time than I had. But that's why we say normally we've married up, you know. Yeah. So, so congratulations <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, those those were the days. Those were the days. In, yeah. in, any, in any event, uh, as you uh, as you do go forward, if people want to find you, how would they find you? Yeah, that's a great point. So they can reach out here to uh, Upstate Warrior Solution right. at, at the Roop. Um, and, and, or contact us, you know, I guess I, w- I would say through, uh, uh, LinkedIn or, or, or reach out to us in, in, in any fashion possible. Although the route would be the best way. Yeah, that's the best way. The direct meet, line of communication. Yeah. We meet, we meet here on Tuesdays and, uh, the first and third Tuesday of the month. Right. At eight thirty in the morning. Right. And so we always welcome guests and, uh, even if, if, uh, if you're not a veteran and you're listening and you have a business and you want to. You're veteran-friendly. We're happy to have you come and, and present to the group. We, we obviously want to expand our network, and if you believe in something from the Navy that a rising tide raises all ships, yep. we're happy to support uh, each other uh, in growing our businesses because at the end of the day, that helps us all. So, This is Upstate Veteran Business Networks. Find them at Upstate Warrior Solutions. Thanks for showing up there, Bill, thanks for LT. having me, and I hope we can uh, – uh, come back and talk more about that, and who knows? Maybe in a couple of years we'll be uh, well several chapters, and we'll be back talking about the success, the growth, the the exponential growth. Absolutely, you get, need to stay for lunch too. Thanks Thank you for very sh- much, Bill. Yes, sir. Coming up next, we're going to have Gene Krasilik and Logan Rice of the Premier Arts Collective. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D, the voice of the Carolinas. So, as part of the continuing drama that is live radio, I just got told that Mr. Kosilek will not be joining us today on account he's not on the continent at the moment. So, we're just going to move on with this. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 905 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I do have the Director of Events and Programs, though, and that is Logan Rice. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Yes, Pleasure sir. to be here. What is the Premier Arts Collective? Yeah, Premier Arts Collective is an experiential nonprofit organization that uses the arts as a vehicle of healing and hope. And so that looks like a a number of different ways that 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 mission is accomplished. Uh, We partner with artists, musicians, and art and music therapists, drama therapists, to use the arts therapeutically to bring healing. I like that. I, 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 I do something like that myself. I raise bonsai. Okay. Yeah, and I I like it especially when it's warm. when it's warmer outside. I'll sit outside with the trees, especially after I've done all the pruning and the shaping and the wiring and right. all that other stuff. So, uh, what kind of when when we're talking about art, what are we talking about? We're talking about sculpture. We're talking about molding. We're talking about painting. We're, we're talking about all of it. Yeah. So medium kind of comes second place to the priority being how it can be used as healing and therapeutic. So it can be you know here at at UWS, our partnership with Upstate Warrior Solution looks like pour painting, uh, sculptures and mask making, watercolor, um, really just using the arts, um, yeah, therapeutically, you know, without getting too much of the, the biology of it. You know, arts uses a different side of your brain. 
And yeah. so when it comes to maybe providing language for something that you can't bring your left side of the brain to put words to, art can kind of fill that, that void. So same thing with music, uh, poetry. Really, it's the uh, it's doing it itself rather than you know a particular medium. Well, you know, it's not really surprising that you would use that because warriors throughout the ages and and the different cultures have always had the especially the really cultured uh, societies. They've always had like the warrior class has always cultivated mm. some sort of artistic pursuit in something. Right. Uh, like I believe samurai like poems. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it is incredible how, you know, walls are brought down rather quickly when right. it comes to, um, you know, just having something to put that energy into rather than just, um, not that conversation is a bad thing, but sometimes, again, you can't put, you can't put language to things. We serve, um, you know, not only UWS, but other organizations here in the upstate that serve those who are experiencing homelessness, um, those who've been uh, victims of domestic and sexual abuse and other um, organizations around the world. And it is, it is quite fascinating how um, the arts can really bring uh, healing and a new light and a new perspective of things that maybe otherwise hadn't been thought of or, or could be put into language. So what happens if you have a veteran come to you and say, I want to do something artistic and you're like, stupendous. And then mm-hmm. they're like, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, my, uh, I guess our, our first inclination would be just, just try something. Um, you know, if, if you say, if you literally have, I have no idea what it is, um, then we can just, we can just start, you know, typically, um, there are things that are an easier point of entry than others. Um, like, like music, for example, percussion, um, is rather universal because it doesn't require, um, any sort of, uh, musical knowledge. We all have rhythm. We all have a heartbeat. We all walk to a general, uh, tempo and cadence. And so percussion can be that, that entry point. Sure. And if you say, Oh man, music is where it's at. Then you can kind of walk that path. Um, you know, same thing with the arts, uh, acrylic paint is a lot easier to work with than watercolor. Um, but I think, you know, maybe tech taking a step back, there are certain mediums that have intrinsic elements that, you know, could, could be, um, really beneficial. You know, if, if you feel like your life has been, um, always out of control, you've never been able to get a grasp on something, you know, I personally probably wouldn't recommend watercolor because watercolor is really hard to get a hold of. Right. Um, you know, maybe something like markers or acrylic or things that are really easy and, and can be controlled and really fine tuned. Um, on the flip side, if you feel like you've never really been able to, um, break free and, um, to, you know, get out of a shell or you feel like you've, you've been controlled in some way, watercolor would be great because it, it is your chance to, uh, you know, get messy, not have control of, of what's going on and just see what happens. And so, um, you know, same thing is true for, for poetry or songwriting. Just, just put some words on paper, see what comes out. And then if that's something then that you really enjoy, then maybe we could start walking the lines of what it looks like to have specific types of poems and poetry. Um, but really the, again, the, just just doing it is is step one, um, and then finding where your passion or whatever may be. Do you have people there to mentor them? Yeah, we do. So we have um, we have art music therapists here in Greenville and around the world that facilitate these these groups. Um, and so oftentimes this looks like a group setting, groups of six, eight, twelve folks. Um, and so it, it's less kind of one on one individual therapy. 
um, versus more groups. And so, you know, what's interesting that, that can come from that is in these groups, you, you might have somebody who kind of takes the lead. It's like, you know, charade, like to use charades as an example, charades is an interesting game. It's, it's a rather silly game. If everybody's playing it, it's all good. But if I were to get up and start playing charades and there's about eight people in this room right now and nobody else is in on playing charades, I kind of look silly. Mm. Um, and, and so I think in the same way, when, you have, when you're in this group, when everybody's engaged, not to compare art and music therapy to charades, but when everybody's engaged and everybody's dialed in on it, it is, it is interesting to see how folks can rally around one another and lead and encourage one another rather than the, um, the therapist kind of having to do all of the facilitating and leading. So... Um I'm going to make a suggestion to you. Sure. Do you know who Tommy Lee is? The drummer of Motley Crue? Yes. Okay. I know of him. You know his reputation? Yes. Tommy Lee is a bonsai master. Mm. And when he's when he's working a tree, he is a completely different dude mm-hmm. than the spinning around upside down drummer that's going to go out and, you know, drink Jack Daniels from both hands at one time and who knows what he's going to be doing when the doors close. Right. And, uh, you know, you could incorporate the, the, you could incorporate that here. Yeah. I mean, I would, that would be a, cause then once they build a tree, then people could paint the tree or they could sketch the tree or something. It, it, it sort of, that's just my suggestion. It's worth exactly what you just paid for it too. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> Virginia Barnes and the incredible staff here at EWS, they put together, um, a variety of, of different programs for, um, veterans first responders and their families to be a part of um most of them are here in greenville but there are some at the other upstate warrior solution i will have to come and get with you guys because i know where to point you to get some of that stuff to start that stuff yeah that's that's one thing that in this in this state the only place to buy stuff like that is off a white horse road all right (laughs) right on (laughs) (laughs) anyway um, that's that's a funnier joke for people who know what you, what you just yeah <laughs> premier arts collective um how would they find you if they want to uh somebody wanted to volunteer for you and help you with something sure yeah our, our website is premierartscollective.com um premier arts collective is our social handles as well facebook instagram um, and then our offices are on the third floor of the trying mercy center um, at the corner of rutherford and stone for those who are familiar and so um yeah we'd love to love to reach out if you want to reach out to us directly um hello at premierartscollective.com or if you're a musician or yeah, yeah reach out to us directly musician and artist okay outstanding um i'm gonna try to get in touch with you later on after all this holiday stuff happens and make my suggestion and see where that goes let's do it just just because that would be interesting coming it. up next is celeste purdy i know celeste from a different way but we're going to talk about her on the other way because apparently Celeste is a uh, team builder, a Navy veteran, and an entrepreneur beyond the scope that I know her to be. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, we're getting ready to do a retraction due to faulty intel. 
GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Joined now by Celeste Purdy. She is an Air Force veteran. After I After I mistakenly called you a Navy veteran, everybody that joins the military... Once they see how the Air Force lived once, they, they want to go back and say, hey, can I make a lateral transfer and be an Air Force person? They sure do. Where, where, do you, where were you stationed at? I was in Okinawa, Japan, in Sembach, Germany. I was in military intel. And um, believe, it or, yeah, believe it or not, I um, monitored radio traffic and telephone conversations. Were you a translator? No. I was um, – my, my, my role was really to um, – I was in during the Cold War era, so right. really trying to find out what our enemies might be able to pick up from our communications that were non-secure to put together a big picture of what might be happening that might be classified. So you had to monitor the Norks and the Chinese? Can't no, tell you that. You can't I, tell I, me that. I can't tell you that. I might have to kill you. you might have to kill me. <laughs> anyway, so you, uh, first of all, uh, you guys have heard from Celeste before. Because she runs Foot Solutions. Foot Solutions, if you're having trouble walking around, you need to go to Foot Solutions in Malden. That's all I'm going to say about it right now. You'll have your problem solved because apparently uh, one of the things that uh, Celeste learned in the military is how to build a very good team. But where you also run something called Marchant Real Estate? Well, I um, am an agent with Marchant okay, Real Estate. Okay. I have a team here at the group um, called the Greenville Dream Team. Okay. And uh, we work for the brokerage of Marchant Real Estate. But we have a satellite office here in the group on the second floor in the Entrepreneur Hub. And uh, we're helping people buy, sell, invest in real estate. Some of these, uh, some, some of these veterans, when it comes to buying a house, are somewhat novices, aren't they? Yes. Um, I would say... Um, not everybody is aware of the benefit that they have to purchase a home using a VA um, home loan. Um, they're not aware of the um, ease and the great rates um, of using a VA loan. Right. Um, and sometimes they're just not ready. Sometimes uh, the credit is not in the right spot. They've um, been through hardship. They haven't had consistent um, employment once they've gotten out of the military. So sometimes it takes work to get them ready. I will share a, a nice story. I mean, recently I helped somebody that had been working on building her credit and um, coming to a place where she could buy a home. Right. And it took her three years. And I was a cheerleader for three years. Right. Helping her, supporting her, um, getting her ready, um, you know, just making sure that, you know, during times like this, this time of the year, where a lot of people get into credit card debt or spend a lot of money, um, just encouraging her not to make poor decisions uh, during times when, you know, she could really be tempted. Right. Well, I mean, you know, the, the VA loan will probably be the only thing I ever partake of in the Veterans Administration. But, uh, <laughs> and that's coming up. And as a matter of fact, I probably will be one of your clients later on down the road here very shortly. But... Um, the, the, buying a home, uh, one of the things about anything within the VA is if a person tries to work with them in the beginning and they're just trying to do it for themselves and they're not some sort of administrative specialist or something like you probably are, uh, that's, that's the first wall that comes up and a lot of times they just walk away from it, don't they? Well, they walk away because they don't understand the steps or they sometimes don't even understand why 
a loan officer is asking them for so much information and may ask for that information in a multitude of ways, which sounds like they're repeating and asking for the same thing. Right. But, um, you know, sometimes they can get very frustrated by that. And a piece of it is also just knowing that when you're in a real estate transaction, you have to be very transparent with your realtor and you have to be very transparent with your loan officer because they are really trying to help you get to your goal. And they're not really trying to put up roadblocks. They're really trying to find creative ways to help you get to that goal. Right. Creative ways. That's and, <laughs> But, I mean, that's that's not as bad. You know, some of your creative ways. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's actually the way it has to work sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, because um, one of the benefits of the VA loan is that you don't have um, PMI or private mortgage um, insurance. So you... you are able to actually buy a home with no money down like you know most Americans would have to bring money to the table in order right. to close um, but the benefit of the VA loan is that you can you know really truly purchase a home with no money down sometimes you can actually get a check back at closing I have heard that before <laughs> I have heard that before yeah so um, if somebody wanted if, if some veteran out there wanted to come to you and say start this process where would they I, I know you have a satellite here right would they come here to the roop or yeah how they, would they contact you yes yeah, so they can actually come right here to the roop but they can ask for celeste or the merchant real estate team um they can um, follow us on social media they could reach out greenville dream team on um the internet or on instagram or facebook they can call us at 864-881-9191, and we will start them through the process. Really, step number one, though, is getting um, to find out if you can get pre-approved for a mortgage. And we really do love to partner with um, Veterans United that's also right here in the group. Right. There's also, isn't there somebody here that will help with credit repair if they... There is. Um, so um, Leon King with Modern um, Financial Group, he is a veteran as well, and he'll help um, people um, kind of uh, work through that so process. So if they come here to you, that this might start a process where they start shuttling around amongst you guys and yes, but to what, get, their, get them back to where they yes, sign on the dotted line. Yes, but what's beautiful about um, being here at the Roop and why I really was attracted to um, having a satellite office here is instead of sending somebody across town, I can literally take their arm and walk with them to a partner that's right here in this building. And you know they're going. Yeah. yeah. And you know they went. They, you know and they you know went. the outcome. You know the outcome, and we can all collaborate and work together to right. help somebody get to that goal of right. home ownership. Because I would imagine, like, and the reason you have to do that is if, if they come in and they don't pre-approve first time, now you're going to start maneuvering things to where they do pre-approve. Yes, and, and sometimes that person gets discouraged and they don't want to move forward, and instead they continue to make those decisions. Well, I'll just rent. I'll rent for another year. And all of that money is like not helping them build any wealth. My goal is to really help as many people as I can build wealth through real estate. Right. 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 Yeah. Now, just out of curiosity and not, I, what else do you run besides Foot Solutions and, and this particular satellite office? Well, um, do I run? Um, I run my household. Right. <laughs> right. Um, my husband and I have, um, couple of investment well, properties the reason i ask is you're obviously pretty good at either team building and organization or both right yeah 
because like at Foot Solutions, you're not there every day, are you? No. You, I, you leave it to those guys to take yes, care of that. Yes, I have a and really that's, great, that's a team of, that's team a of team, pros. That's a team of pros. Right. Yeah. Well, my background, Bill, I don't know if I told you, um, 25 years corporate HR. Okay. And so I was really, um, you know, wearing multiple hats. I mean, I think when anytime you work in corporate America, they try to put 15 hats on you and pay you for one. And so I was in corporate America for many, many years. And learned how important it is to not always be the best person in the room, but to surround yourself with really great people because you can help more people. I don't think there's very many HR people like you out there nowadays. <laughs> I'm almost certain yeah. of that, that are actually out there for the, for the personnel. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. It's a, diff it's a different day, isn't it? Wow. Anyway, anyway, Celeste Purdy, uh, find her here at the Roop at Upstate Warrior Solutions. If you are a veteran, if you're looking to buy a house, if you want to use a VA loan, um, there, it's it's never definitely no. She'll find a way to take that first that first roadblock, and she's going to slide it out of the way until you 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 get where you're going, and she's going to help you build up your wealth through real estate. Yes. My regards to your husband. Well, thank you. And very nice to have you on here. I, you know, Celeste and I have a bit of a history. So anyway. <laughs> Well, I'm glad your feet are feeling great. Oh, yeah, they're much better, much <laughs> yeah. better. I went in there with a with a walking problem and walked out. <laughs> walked out with, after I went there. Coming up next, Darius Hall, Upstate Warrior Solutions. He's the first responder program manager. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, now I'm fully dressed. My commander came by and brought my post three hat to me, so I am good to go on that one. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. I'm joined now by Darius Hall. He works here at First Upstate Warrior Solutions. He's the first responder program manager. That's a new position. Yes, sir. That's correct. Okay. So what is the first? Well, I, I know what the first responders are, and I know that you have recently started attracting them in. So naturally, I guess there would have to be somebody to liaise between them as they come in. So I guess your job is to integrate them into. Yes, sir. Um, we look for different opportunities. Number one, First responders are kind of unique, so yeah. different things come up where sometimes we have peer support because there's programs out there that are provided by your agencies, by the state, but there's still gaps. Um, they cover, like, critical incidents, but all incidents leave some type of footprint on you mentally. And so we look for opportunities to provide mental health peer support where it takes one to know one mm -hmm. type of thing where mm -hmm either myself or we would train someone within your agency. Um, Bob Gamble is one of our clinicians that provide that type of training. So he will train someone that's within your agency or other brother or sister agencies where they will provide an opportunity for you to have someone that you can speak with when you're struggling. So that's one resource that we provide. Well, with first responders, yes, there could be one event where fire department, police, uh, EMTs and the coroner would all be called in on that one event and they're all going to have a footprint as you would say yes 
So you could possibly be faced by four different perspectives coming at you at one time. That's correct. That's quite the juggling. That's like juggling uh, chainsaws, isn't it? Yes, sir, it is. And just as a first responder, all of us, law enforcement, fire, EMS, you leave that call and then you have to reset, so to speak. And then you go to another call and you get another footprint and it starts to build upon you. So at some point in time, someone has to be there to provide an opportunity to provide some type of mental health or mental wellness care for you. Right. So that's one of the things that we try to make sure that we're we're there to provide that or to fill that gap for the agencies. Um, secondly, there's a, a, a financial wellness. Um, you have a lot of young people that are coming in straight out of, out of school, um, never had that type of money before, and they'll waste that money and then find, <laughs> and find themselves in, in trouble. And that's one of the last things you want to do is just, you know, you're, you're holding a sworn position, and the last thing you want to do is start having financial issues because most agencies require you to be able to f- pass a financial background to even right. get hired. So your your job can become in jeopardy if you're you're not financially stable. So when these guys, uh, I guess the other tricky part is when they're coming in here, these are still active. They're still active. They're, they're expected to show up to work the next day. Yes, as far as the ones, well, not all. Not uh, all? Not okay. all. Um, we're, we're there for the ones that are retired, like myself. Okay. I, I served 29 years. Uh, retired from the Greenville County Sheriff's Office in January. Right. So if you're retired and you come in and, and you know, you're, Still you may got not. a little baggage. Exactly. And just we, we find a way to kind of put it on in a shelf. But you will realize that, um, and I think even in the military, they um, face a similar type situation. Right. But once you leave, the folks that used to call you daily, you know, weekly, those calls start to diminish. So you, you lose that network. And at some point in time, you know, you, you start seeing the videos of what you saw is what I call it, where you try to go to sleep and you see that call that was a, a bad car wreck or replay. Exactly. It yes, replays, sir. Yeah. So, the, yeah, I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. The uh, what has been the reception so far? How many people have come? How, how many people even know this exists? Well, um, that's what my job is. I have to go around to agencies and let them know, right. you know, this this is what we're doing. So get the word out, um, not just with the, within the agency, but also in the communities. So in 2024, I'm going to go to different types of events, um, whether it's a political event where you just have groups of people together, homeowners associations. I'm going to pop in, just let them know, hey, this is Upstate Warrior Solution. I'll give them the piece on what we do for veterans, but also let them know that we've branched out and now we're working to assist our first responders as well. So if you are a former first responder and you're listening to this, if you need some help with this, this is where you come and find Darius here at 770 Pelham Road at the Rupert Hughes building, and uh, he'll help you with this. Um, This is a tall glass of water. I I can't imagine, like, uh, there was an incident here down at what used to be the Bilo down here where there was a standoff where a guy went in there to kill his girlfriend and SWAT got up there and it was televised all over the place. They were talking about Russ Castle was talking about it as it unfolded. And in the end, uh, he ended up killing her. And uh, I'm sure the SWAT team members who were trying to tap into the closed circuit TV, they probably saw that happen. Then they had to send in the EMS and the coroners. So that would have been one of those incidents where uh, all four of those uh, types would have been coming to you, but they didn't even have that at that time, did they? Yes, sir. That's correct. Uh, Matter of fact, I was one of the SWAT team members there at at that incident. Yes, sir. Was was Sam in charge of the SWAT team back then? Sam 
Um, um, Lieutenant Taylor was. Cotton Taylor was at okay. the time. Okay, okay. Yes, sir. So. Yeah, Sam was our chief deputy at that okay, time. Okay, 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 yeah. The late yes, sir. Sam Simmons, yeah. Yes, sir, that's correct. He, he, be, he became sheriff, and how long was how long did he manage to, before he passed away? He passed away driving a car. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was working that day as well. Yeah. I, I don't recall the exact time frame, but yeah. um, he was an awesome man. You yeah. know, I knew him for several years. And he came on this radio station a lot. He came on, he, he talked with Russ a lot, so I remember, I remember Lieutenant Sam a lot, so. Yes, sir. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah, I can see where the value would be of this. Listen, uh, I'm sure that I can coordinate with these folks here, and every time you, we can get you on here, we'll do that, so we can try to help you get this word out. Yes, sir, definitely. Do I have a second to add one more thing? Absolutely. One other thing, which is part of my um, my duties, is to also make sure that we can put the word out when there's needs for first responders. And in particular, we've, we've identified a need, and we've been working with the community and with um, the local lawmakers where in the state of South Carolina currently, if you're killed in the line of duty as a first responder, you're the survivors, your surviving family that's on your health insurance, their insurance ends at the end of that month. Right. And um, that's not acceptable. Um, we, we have to do, South Carolina has to do better in taking care of their first responders. Oh, we need some legislative that. help, eh? Okay. Yes, sir. All Most right. definitely. All right. All right. Well, we definitely work that angle. We'll definitely work that angle. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thanks coming for up next, me. coming up next, we got Paulette Dunn, upstate regional integration officer with South Carolina Department of Veterans Affairs. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.